Uh, how does the future of the Spanish Golden Visa depend on which political party is governing in Spain? The Global Passport Investor is your go-to podcast. All right, well, welcome to the latest episode of the Global Passport Investor. My name is Eric Major. I'm the investment migration veteran here with over three decades in this game. This is one of many upcoming episodes where we'll talk about citizenship and residency by investment and everything to do with investment migration. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave your questions in the comment section. And for those of you listening to the podcast, email your queries to questions at globalpassportinvestor.com. Now today we're going to be speaking about the Spanish Residency by Investment Program, also known as the Golden Visa. And before we meet our very special guests, let's go over a bit of background. First of all, I'd like to suggest a companion piece to accompany this podcast. Read our 11 best bases for Spanish Golden Visa holders in 2023. It will provide you with plenty of inspiration if you're looking to relocate in the Spanish mainland or its islands. Now, we've talked about golden visas in previous episodes. To recap, they are residence permits that are granted to foreign nationals that make an investment uh, pursuant to the prescribed regulations of that country. So it's essentially EU residency with a price tag. Okay, so let's meet today's special guest. I'd like to welcome you, Orius Molas, who is founder and managing partner of Orients International. Welcome to the show, Oriel. Thank you very much, Eric. Uh, Thank you for uh, inviting me today. Yeah, glad. And you, you look mighty fresh for somebody who just flew in from Spain. Uh, I hope you had a better rest. And uh, we, I know we've been keeping you busy already this morning. You had a good presentation, I heard, and uh, well received. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I just arrived uh, this morning. Um, I had the time to rest a little bit and, and come straight here. Excellent. Well, we're going to have you repeat some of the same things that you shared with our wider group because our listeners are keen to learn more about all things Spanish Golden Visa. So well, let's start with the basic. What are the eligibility requirements for someone who wants to apply? Well, uh, the basic requirements uh, of uh, to being eligible for the for the Spanish Golden Visa uh, is actually to be over 18, which is uh, that's the most basic one. Having a clean criminal record in the in wherever you have lived in the past five years, um, having a, a private health insurance uh, that, um, uh, in spite you can use the public health uh, system in Spain. They, they require that you have a, a private health insurance mm -hmm. and no have, no, not having any major rejections in, um, in, a, in a visa application in Europe. Okay. And finally, haven't done uh, a significant investment in, in Spain. Excellent. Yeah, let's talk about that because we all have heard about the real estate option and how this golden visa seems to be very property driven. Are there any other investment options that one could apply under? Yes, uh, actually they are. The, as you said, the most popular one, and I would say that 90% of investors uh, uh, end up doing is uh, real estate. Uh, when we say real estate, it's any type of real estate, either residential, commercial, it can be one asset or, or two different assets. But then there are also other options. Uh, for, ex uh, for instance, uh, 1 million euros uh, investment in a bank deposit or investment funds. Okay. We've seen, we see that 
pretty much almost nine to ten percent uh, uh, clients do this uh, do this um, this option. Many of them also do it because it's a it's a fast track to to get the first golden visa, and then after that they change to real okay. estate. Oh, I see. So it's like a two step. They maybe open up a bank account, make the deposit, exactly, get the visa. And then take their time to identify a property, maybe, exactly. and then later close on the property. So you could switch anytime okay. from one to another. So and real estate is only half uh, half million, while bank deposit is one million. Then there are two more options that um, are not. I, I, I've seen sometimes uh, investment in in public listed companies or private companies. Uh, in this case, the only the only important thing is that the company has a real activity. If mm -hmm. it's a private company, if mm -hmm. it's a public listed company, then it has to be a public listed company in Spain. That is, uh, and the investment has to be done through a Spanish broker. Okay. And finally, there is the option that I've I've never seen an, uh, a case of mm -hmm. uh, two million euros on uh, on government bonds in a uh, um, in a Spain. Okay, so the government bond as well. I see. I, I wasn't. Uh uh, aware of that so they they also give you that option interesting yeah. well um we all heard oriel you're in the business like we are that you know your neighbors in portugal have taken away recently yes the real estate option and even this touristic development option that uh, prevailed over the last uh, two years um so with that option oh, out of the market do you think some investors are starting to look or will start looking eastwards from Portugal to Spain? It's happening, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, we we're seeing that um, we've been seeing that for the last year already because news from Portugal started a year ago, actually. Yes. And True. also there was this uh, these delays in the in the delivery of the. Uh, the regulations of, and the law and, and, and everything. Yes. So we had a lot of clients that started the process in Portugal and then came to uh, decided to come to Spain at some point because they saw that the process was much uh, faster um, in Spain. So yes, obviously uh, we're seeing and it it seems uh, it seems very uh, very obvious. No, from Portugal is next to Spain. The Spanish program is quite similar to. Um, to, to the Portuguese program, actually, mm -hmm. and and we're seeing even with we're seeing uh, some big uh, some big funds starting to do some kind of uh, hotel-like projects okay. for for golden visas. For golden visas, interesting. Well, not surprising, you know, with uh, when a door shuts, a window is open somewhere, and yeah. and you're very, you're very close uh, nearby window. Uh, before we move on to the next question, I'd like to remind our viewers that if they're looking uh, at us on YouTube, please leave us your questions uh, in the comments section. And for those of you listening to the podcast, email us at questions at globalpassportinvestor.com. The greatest investment you could ever make is an investment in your future. Rift Trust and Latitude Group is a leading provider of residency and citizenship solutions for high net worth individuals. Our clients are like our extended family. We're a global firm with a local focus. What makes us truly unique is our leadership. 100 years of combined industry experience. And we're working every day with governments to improve and build new residency and citizenship programs. Obtaining a second residence or citizenship is the best modern insurance policy for you and your family. Our clients expect the world. We, we deliver. deliver. Hello. Hello. Okay, Oriel, how do you think the Spanish Golden Visa compares to your neighboring European countries such as Greek, 
in uh, Malta. They both also have residency programs. So what, what are the differences in terms of benefits uh, and or requirements? Yes. Well, the, in terms of, uh, of, I would say, in, in terms of Greece, it's that, that the, the difference is uh, that, that Greece, at the end, it's a residency, uh, residency program. It's not a work permit. It only allows to live in, in Greece, not to work, while Spain is, okay. uh, is live and work. Okay, so it allows you the, the, the right to work as well. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just, just like the same as Portugal. I mean, yeah. uh, actually, the, 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 program, the Spanish program was quite similar to, to mm. Portugal. The only thing was that Portugal had this path at 280 and 350 that Portugal have never, never, yeah. never had. Yes. But in terms of, uh, of the benefits are very, are very similar. Obviously, if, we, if in terms of mobility, it's the same everywhere. Yep. I mean, uh, the mobility you're sure. gonna get in, in Greece is the same in, in Spain. The process in both cases are quite similar. The thing is that the investing in Greece, uh, right now, uh, for 500, the 500,000 option is only, it's in, uh, in, in Athens. It's, it has to be done in only one property, um, while you have the 250 option in, in areas that are, are not um, as popular okay. as um, as, as Athens, um, that mm. while Spain doesn't have a cheap option, let's say it's uh, five hundred thousand is the minimum nationwide. Um, yeah, throughout the nation, so it's one number. One number for all. Yeah. Uh, no, no matter where you where you uh, where you buy. In terms of uh, of Malta, which I'm not such an expert, but as, as far as I know, it's a permanent it's a permanent residence program or citizenship program, which is uh, different. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if you go for citizenship. Citizenship uh, in Malta, it's a high expense, but it's uh, it's it's citizenship. So that means that you have uh, European citizenship, and that's a completely different thing. Yeah. While Portugal and uh, well, Portugal, sorry, and Greece and Spain, it's a residency program. Indeed. In spite, they all have paths to to, to, to citizenship. citizenship. I would say that the Spanish citizenship it's more clear than the, than the Greek because uh, in case of Greece, it's not that clear how you get to citizenship. While in Spain, uh, it's clear that um, um, that you either have a path, uh, a ten-year path, or mm. a two-year path, depending on uh, your country, your country of, uh, origin. of origin. Interesting. And just for listeners um, to to be mindful that you know we talk about these golden visas and these residency cards. That in the end, you you, you do have this mobility right within the European Schengen area. Um, which is, is quite a unique little concept of 26 nations saying, you know, you enter once and you, you, could, you could travel uh, freely within it. Uh, but it's not the right of settlement, as you said. Yes. Only citizenship gives you that, exactly. uh, which gives you the right to not just travel, but to work and live and study. So these are really, uh, you know, the right to reside, to enjoy Spain or Portugal or Greece. Um, but also to travel within it freely. Um, yes. So it's some yes. At, at the end, it gives you the right of uh, of working, uh, living, and studying. At least the Spanish one in, in Spain. Yes. Uh, and then traveling travel around, the rest. All, all around Europe. At least for for ninety days, uh, you can travel freely. The only thing is that there are no borders, so nobody will check where you are during the, the time that you're traveling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Oriol, um, you know more about Spanish politics than me, uh, but from my understanding, the recent election uh, had been rather inconclusive. Uh, how does the future of the Spanish Golden Visa depend on which political party is governing in Spain? Wow. In your mind? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, 
Well, to be honest, the, the, the two major parties have never, have never shown a position on, on changing anything on the program. So only small parties such as um, um, the old, uh, there was, uh, uh, um, there, there was uh, uh, a party that doesn't, that doesn't exist anymore called Mas Pais, but mm -hmm. it's inside uh, Sumar, that is the, uh, one of the theoretically partners of, uh, of, the, of Pedro Sánchez, which is the, like the, 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 the actual president of Spain. Okay. Um, this part is the only one that really showed uh, showed an interest on on changing something. on changing something or at least taking out residential real estate. Okay. Um, from from and, and this is a very let's say left party. Mm -hmm. uh, right parties never uh, never showed um, and, uh, and I never showed an interest on changing the the Golden Visa project. Um, in terms of the number of seats, is this small? Is this party relevant or not relevant? I mean, the thing is, is relevant in terms of agreements with the actual president. So, because okay. the, right now the problem of the of the Congress is that it's very fragmented. Yes, and at this, uh, and it's, it is very fragmented. Uh, nobody, none of the major parties can 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 make a government right okay. now. There's, we actually don't have. A, so the government we have is. Uh, is the former government because uh, there's no there's no coalition yet no coalition yet this week it seems that uh, it seems that there, there might be a coalition of many of uh, of uh, almost all the parties but two <laughs> really yes that sounds complicated that sounds a lot com very complicated so and just to give you an example the last uh, the last um, uh, housing law that was passed at the very end of the or at the beginning of the year, it was at, at the very end of the of the, the the years that the government was spent on or the president spent on government, um, took five years to negotiate. So passing a new law, uh, it seems complicated, mm -hmm. and and it's true that if if at the end they do this big coalition, and if there's uh, in this coalition there are left parties, it is probable that one of the the parties maybe tries to do some change. Mm. The last time they tried, the answer was no way. Mm. There is no way that we even discussed that, um, and that happened last March. Um, in a in a moment where where it seems that the economy is decelerating a little bit, that it's mm. going slowing down a little bit, it seems that it doesn't seem very unlikely uh, that they yeah. change. Uh, they they do major changes on the Golden Visa program. Mm. Um, it's true that there are some tensions on on housing prices, mm. but we'll see we'll see the next months how things go. But I don't expect major changes in the near at least in for the next several months. Okay, well that's a, a, an important reminder for uh, listeners and, and potential applicants that if they have in mind to initiate this, it's always sooner than yeah. uh, rather than later because policies do change, as we saw Absolutely. in Portugal, as we've seen in many countries. Um, Oriel, I, I, uh, I know that many entrepreneurs are more interested in citizenship by investment than residency by investment, at least in certain markets. Uh, I know you were in Bolivia uh, with our CEO, David Reguero, who uh, went traveling there with you recently. Uh, you were there to tell South Africa, uh, South Americans, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, that they could maybe fast track their way to uh, Spanish citizenship. How does that work? Yes. 
for those um, for all those investors that uh, have a citizenship from one of the uh, former Spanish colonies mm -hmm. that would include all uh, Ibero-America that's that means all south oh, of, south of uh, the US and and also the Philippines and mm. uh, Equatorial Guinea Okay. Um, it, it also includes Portugal and, and Andorra, but it's not. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> they, yes. they don't need a golden visa. Um, so all these, uh, all the, all the, city, all these nationals that come from one of these countries by origin, by birth, mm. um, then they can they, they can apply for the Spanish passport after two years of residing in Spain. Ah, okay. So it's a two-year. Um, of course, tank. they need a visa first to get there. Yeah, that's the. Thing. So there's a different types of visas, including the golden visa. Exactly. And if they come from one of those countries and they spend the time and they connect and they root up for you say two years, two years. Yeah. then they could qualify. Yeah. So I what think you actually have somebody who works for you who's done this. Yes. Uh, yes. We Krista, we have. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, that. Two other partners of uh, Orient have done it. Um, uh, Krista did it because she's from the Philippines. Okay. Um, she is actually Filipino and American. Yes. Um, and she came to study to, to Spain. She did an MBA in, um, in one of the top universities. Um, and but when she came to study, she came with a golden visa instead of uh, doing a, with a with a resident visa. She came with a golden visa. That means that. The, the time that she was studying, it already counted for the for the passport. Ah, okay. And after two years of uh, after two, after the two years, she got her MBA and she could apply for her Spanish for his, her citizenship and stay in in um in Spain. And now she's also Spanish, so she has three passports, yes. oh, wow. so, which is very powerful. Indeed, the yeah. most powerful <laughs> EU is at the top, because one equals twenty-seven, as exactly. we all knew. Uh, Oriel, I mentioned earlier we have this 11 best bases for Spanish Golden Visa holders in 2023. Um, now, obviously, we recommend the homes of Orients in Barcelona, but what makes this famous capital city so so special in your mind? Yeah, I think the, that Barcelona has an a special an a special feeling, especially for those that wanna live there. Uh, right now, 25% of the population of Barcelona is already non-Spanish. That means, oh, really? yeah, 25 uh, percent already. That's important. Yeah, that says yeah. a lot. Yeah. So that's that means that most of international people that come there feel really this international environment. Mm. Um, mm. It's easy to to find other people that just moved there recently from from everywhere in the world. They're squeezing from. All, all, all type of cuisines on, 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 on the world because it's, there's people from everywhere right now. No? Mm. And then you have all this uh, this uh, feeling of Barcelona with yeah, the architecture. It's uh, so special. Um, Quite unique, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any other uh, Spanish cities that you think are worth mentioning that you think are also a great base? Yeah, well, I, I would say that Spain has a lot of, uh, of nice spots uh, to settle. Um, we see that uh, Madrid is uh, usually the, the most chosen place for, especially for all those people coming from Latin America. Uh, oh, really? Yes, for them it's a very, uh, it makes a lot of sense yeah. because it's the capital. Um, it's it's very familiar. It's very familiar, it's very friendly to them. It's uh, really the capital of the Spanish, of the Spanish world. They call, it, they call it the new Miami. Oh, right, um, right, okay. Yeah, because a lot of, uh, wow, okay. a lot of uh, Latin Americans are settling there. Yeah. And, 
And also, it's interesting in terms of taxes, I would say. That's uh, something that we can discuss in another time, but also... At a regional level, there's some regional advantages? In the yeah, there are, there are advantages. There, mm -hmm. I think Madrid is doing very well in that, uh, in managing, in yeah. managing that. Um, mm. And also, it's a city where you can live uh, very well. Then, we see a lot of uh, interest in Malaga, in the yes, south. The, the advantage of the south is that I would say that the season is the, the, like the, the holiday season is longer or longer. the season of, uh, of property rental is longer because the weather there is warmer. I see. Um, it's may, maybe closer to what would happen in Algarve in, yes. in Portugal. Yes. Similarly, uh, it's yeah. a similar location also. A little bit warmer because Malaga is more in the Mediterranean, so yes, it's a little bit warmer. Yes, yes, yes. And and then we we also see a lot of interest in Pamplona uh, because of the um, the University of Navarra. That's one of the the best universities, private universities in Spain. And we see a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of investors uh, investing there just to send their kids to study. University of Navarra. Yeah, interesting. Well, already uh, four interesting cities to, to visit if you're not familiar. Um, before we move on, I want to remind our YouTube watchers to leave your questions in the comments section. And for those of you listening, don't forget to email us at questions at globalpassportinvestor.com. Okay, Oriel, now we've covered a good deal here on the Spanish Golden Visa. Um, can you share uh, a bit of a background and a profile of your company, Orients? Give us a quick, quick history and, uh, yeah. and uh, what's the current state of things there at Orients? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as you said, uh, as you mentioned before, we are uh, a company that started in Barcelona, in, mm. a, in a Spain. Um, from the very beginning of the of the program, we we started doing the the golden visa, but we've been growing all this uh, all this uh, time. Uh, we really specialized in all the process of uh, um, of uh, moving to Spain through any type of residency program. The the usual one or the the pre most premium one is the golden visa. But you'll do but other visa streams. We do all all all, all the categories. Of, uh, all the categories in the in the Spanish legislation. Okay. Uh, we also have a team that manages the, can manage the assets. So we are a one-stop shop for the whole process from the very beginning when you start looking okay. for what's the best way to. Would you help somebody who, if they bought property and they wanted to lease it out? Yeah. Yeah, you could help with that as well. Yes, and also file taxes, uh, file taxes. Once, once it's done. So we do that from our headquarters in Barcelona, but, but we also have uh, an, uh, offices in Madrid. And and also by next year, we are opening uh, Malaga and okay. Valencia. Okay, so the, the cities you were mentioning earlier. Okay, uh, Oriol, we come to the part of the show now where we ask our guests to share their stories. Imagine that we're savoring... The flavor of an authentic paella in Valencia, <laughs> snails and rabbit and socarat and the whole caboodle. Oral, um, we want to have you share a special story and a unique or intriguing or funny tale, either about you, either about the company, either about Spain, either about investment, migration, just something you think that uh, would um, make uh, somebody smile and, and uh, enjoy your story. So please share. Okay. Um well, I think there are many stories that I I, I could uh, I could uh, I could explain, but maybe maybe we need, we would need more than a paella. This is a family <laughs> show, or else a family show. We would need more than a paella. No, but it's, uh, I think it's quite funny. I don't know if I've never explained that how uh, how we came up with uh, or I came up with the name of uh, Orient when Ooh. and I said that somebody that, that people usually ask me, I know what's Orient, huh? And 
it was uh, the, the moment I just created uh, Orient and I came up with that name. I didn't even know that it would be doing what uh, what we are doing right now. Really? No? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was back then in a law firm. Uh, we were several partners in the law firm, and at some point we decided that we had to uh, have each one of the partners uh, our own company just for, uh, for other, activities. other activities that we're doing, no? So each one of the, uh, of the partners would, would create a company for like picking random names without thinking about the name. But I was like, no, no, if I create a company, I have to think about something. I have to, this company, I think is going to be something important for me. So I started reading a lot of, uh, you know, articles about... And how many about, years ago would this have been, you think? Uh, that was about 12 years ago, something like that. Yeah, ago. yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. Continue, yes. sorry. Um, it was just at the beginning of all. And, and I was like, uh, well, I just started reading all these articles about naming and all these things, how I would name a, a company and... So I end up with an article saying that you have to put your name in the name, in the name, your name should be in the name. So you, you, you feel more personal. So you, it matters more to you if the name, if, the, if your name is in the name of the company. Yeah, so the first three uh, letters. I yes, think. exactly. And then, and then it has to have something else, uh, uh about you or what you're going to do. So I came, I came up with the idea of, okay, Oriol is my name. It is there. It's obvious. And then uh, experience, no, ah, because yes. it was my experience. It yes. was like Oriol experience and international because it was clear to me that was, it should have to do something with international. So I came up with Orient International. That makes sense too. Orient is Oriol experience. Yeah, and experience. So Orient International. Yeah. So well done. and well then done. I see, I, I see the name right now and it's like, it's quite impresses me of Yes. What we've done, no, yes. on what we, where we brought this name to, no. Yeah. It's an extension yes. of oneself. I, I went yeah. through a similar uh, process in, in choosing latitude, and yeah. I, I'll leave that for another show. But yeah. it, it's something that you take a lot of pride in ownership, uh, yeah. and it, it's a great name. So yeah. congratulations! <laughs> I'm really you. glad that uh, you've been with us today, and uh, for the time that you've taken. So I want to have you enjoy the rest of your trip here in Dubai and obviously uh, we have a great working relationship our two firms and I know you're very close as well to our COO and you're conquering the world over there in South America with him yes uh, and it's a great synergy that we've developed you guys know the country better than anyone uh, and been very helpful so anybody interested in Spain uh, should get in contact with you absolutely so really enjoyed the exchanges uh, our listeners and viewers I had asked you to stay tuned for our very next episode of the Global Passport Investor, where we continue to walk you through the world of investment migration. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Hey. Well done. That was fun. So that it was really fun. fun. <laughs>